You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Interning 101 podcast, hosted by yours truly, Emily White, author of Interning 101. Hello, welcome to episode eight of the Interning 101 podcast, or mini episode eight, rather. Um, That is a lot of mini episodes to cover my background, so I hope you found that useful. Sometimes it feels awkward to talk about oneself, but that info is usually helpful to people. But I'm very excited because that kind of gets us caught up to sharing some tenets of the Interning 101 book, and that's exactly what these mini episodes are all about. So today we're going to talk about how to get an internship. And if we have time, we will also talk about how to prepare for your internship. So we'll see where this takes us. I have to say, I was just reviewing this chapter, how to get an internship, chapter three, and it is really good, if I do say so myself. Um, I guess by good, I mean, there's a lot of dense information in here. And I mean, to even have a chapter called how to get an internship might seem super basic, but I was speaking at Juilliard a few years ago, which of course is one of the hardest schools in the world to get into. And that was one of the first questions that was asked by the students. And I was really surprised because I was like, you go to Juilliard, but you got into Juilliard. And when I started describing how to get an internship, every single student was taking notes. So clearly this is information that, that people need. I feel like I come from one of the first generations and definitely one of the first generations of women that was told, do what you love. Um, the only thing I would tweak on that, which I think like I'm half millennial, but I think millennials and Generation Z are pretty good at, is do something that you love um, that helps others. But for me, when I was told at age, you know, whatever, as a teenager, um, do what you love, that was music. And when I started out on my internships at age 19, I didn't know what I wanted to do in the music industry. Uh, I mean, it was going to be music industry, like no doubt. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I wanted to try a bunch of different things. I promised myself I wouldn't intern at the same place twice, but that's getting ahead of myself. And in hindsight, um, doing all these different internships ended up being a perfect background to be an artist manager because we deal with all facets of the industry. So now I can really empathize with what it's like on the other side of the phone and and the other side of the inbox. And I mentioned that I, I didn't know what I wanted to do within music because don't fret if you don't know what you want to do, even if you don't know what field you want to be in. I was just as, I was potentially just as interested in political science as I was um, in music. And I'm wasn't really at the time, believe it or not, but um, I'm just as passionate about swimming and sports now as as I am about music. So um, definitely start to have a think about where you might want to intern. It doesn't have to be New York or LA. Again, I'm coming from an entertainment industry perspective, but um, there are concert promoters everywhere. 
Um, there are radio stations everywhere. But if you do want to go to another place, an internship can be a great opportunity to try out that city for a few months before moving your whole adult life there following graduation. So I definitely want you to reach out to your dream companies and that dream should be far and wide, which sounds kind of weird to say, but I guess what I mean is, you know, obviously a really crucial internship for me was with the Dresden Dolls. That was never posted anywhere. That was never advertised. I asked Amanda Palmer if if they needed help and she said yes. So um, I want you to choose five to 12 places to apply for your internship. Um, that might seem a little bit random, but you know, definitely have your top five, but then have some backups as well. And you know, go for Google or for me, I applied at like, you know, Saturday Night Live, late show, late show for David Letterman, did not get responses from either. Maybe I got one from, from Letterman's team rejecting me, but um, my point is like you, you want to cast a pretty wide net, but so many students I meet, um, it's, it's feels weird to say it's not that hard to go intern for your dream place because it's not always the super competitive internships. Um, like I said, I, I don't know how many people had offered Amanda Palmer and the Dresden Dolls help, and that ended up having a huge impact on my career. So I also want you to be mindful of when you are applying. Um, so for a January start date, apply in the fall. For a June start date, apply in quarter one, um, which is the first three months of the year, January through March. I think that February is kind of your sweet spot as far as that goes. January, people are still digging out from the holidays. March is a really, really busy month for people. So keep that in mind and apply uh, in May or June if you are looking to intern in the fall. And reminder that if you are able to take classes in the summer and intern in the fall or winter, you actually have a way better shot of getting the internships you want because you're going to have way less competition for those slots. So next up, you need to write a resume. I'm sure this is talked about in college, but I do still see resumes with um, post postal addresses on them. That you don't need that. You're going to move a bunch, and we're not sending you anything. And definitely don't freak out if you have, you know, if you don't have a quote real job to put on your resume. You know, like have you been a babysitter for years? Um, have you participated in school clubs or extracurricular activities? Like. Please list them, especially if you had leadership positions. No one is expecting you, obviously, to have been a CEO or a, or a, or have held a marketing position um, when you've just been in high school and, and college. So if you don't, if you really don't have anything, it's time to start getting involved. So um, as far as like the music industry goes, you can volunteer on local street teams, digital street teams. Um, and at the same time, maybe the person that's interviewing you shares one of your extracurricular activities. Like I was intern, I was interviewing an intern for a sports internship and he had done a really comprehensive yoga training in India. And all I wanted to hear about was that. And I think he was kind of surprised. So you never know what's going to stand out. And also if you've spent any time abroad, um, studying abroad or um, living abroad, that stands out to me. I mean, don't be bummed if you haven't. I, I didn't have that, but I learned so much even just you know, living in the UK and they speak English as, as I talked about. So um, it just cranks your brain to think about things in a different way and, and view things in a different way. And almost all industries are global at this point. So if you do know how to dial um, using a country code and, and things like that, um, again, that's 
that, that experience is going to stand out to me. And also that maturity is going to stand out to me. Another thing I want to highlight is I had an assistant who whose dream job came up elsewhere. And I recommended her for that job because I could get another assistant. And I hadn't seen her, seen her resume in a while. Um, and I asked for it to pass along to my colleague. And it was really well designed. And one thing that really stood out is she had her social media handles um, front and center at the top. And, you know, students grow up in a world now where they're told, like, don't do dumb things on social media. Everybody's reading it and looking at, you know, like, for getting into schools or sports programs or internships or stuff like that. This this person went the complete opposite direction because she was applying for a job that was involved in live music. And so she wanted to show off her social media, not show off, but you know what I mean? Like have it prominent because she went to tons of concerts all over Nashville and was really passionate about live music. And that also really impressed the person she was interviewing with. So that's that's another way to, we're going to talk more about like networking and dare I say your personal brand on another mini episode, but she was showcasing her personal brand front and center. And that was really um, impressive both to me and to the potential employer she was, she was interviewing with. Let's also talk about cover letters. I, I want you to take this with a grain of salt because it totally depends on what your industry is. Um, but if you're applying for any sort of independent music industry, like really most music industry things, except for, I guess, maybe like a legal position or maybe a major label, um, I don't need a cover letter, okay? I get hundreds of messages a day. Um, to me, your email is the cover letter. And that said, I want your email to be short and to the point. I don't need, I definitely don't need a Word document attachment um, telling me your life story about how passionate in music you are. We're all passionate about music. Save And save some of those stories for the interview. Uh, what I do want to see is a short and to the point email saying who you are, maybe what you study. I mean, I have an example in the book here. I'm a music industry major at X University. As an avid reader of Hypebot, parentheses, a trade journal in our field, don't say that. I'm explaining that to the reader. I've gleaned a lot of information from your articles on the modern music business over the years. Similarly, I'm impressed with how you've applied these tactics to your company's roster in terms of advising artists who clearly have specific career goals. I'm applying for internships in January and I've attached my resume if you're taking interns at that time. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you the rest, but it's short, it's to the point. I know what you're looking for. I know who you are. Your resume is attached. Um, so again, I, I definitely don't need a cover letter. Save save some of those stories for your interview. We want you to get the interview. The point is um, to get your foot in the door. So I, I also have in here, um, please don't hesitate to contact me uh, if you need anything, including references. So I think it's nice to offer references up front if you happen to have them, and you should. I mean, really, there is no reason why you shouldn't have, or I should be able to contact a professor or a teacher or something like that. I This is me. Again, legal finance is going to feel differently. I don't need a letter of recommendation. I get asked to write them all the time. I try to do the best I can, but a lot of people just kind of write form letters of recommendation. So I would way rather have references on there. And if they're within the field, I'm probably going to know them. So it's way easier for me to message them or call them or whatever than to read, frankly, kind of a generic form letter. No offense to Amy, who produces this podcast, who I just wrote um, a recommendation for because that that one was, was genuine. Um, but it was for applying for school. It wasn't for applying for jobs. It was different. 
And again, if your dream internship doesn't exist, um, create it because a lot of times companies are so busy that they may not even have time to have posted about an internship or um, create an internship program. So just you reaching out could be that spark to create uh, your dream internship. So I also want you to keep in mind when you send these emails. I get so the only time the music and entertainment industry is shut down is between Christmas and New Year's. That is like it's like sacrilegious to email someone um, during that time because it is the only time we are off email. So please don't fill out my inbox with applications between Christmas and New Year's. I know that you are off, but um, there's programs like Boomerang for Gmail where you can schedule emails to send at a certain time. So don't send it on a weekend. Don't send it in the middle of the night. Don't send it on holidays. If that's the only time you're available, schedule it um, to hit on like a Tuesday morning. I don't even mind if you send, you know, if you apply for an internship on a Monday. Um, I would... I don't usually pitch clients for stuff on Mondays because people are like hungover from football games and like, you know, digging out of their inbox. But no offense, replying to an internship application is pretty easy. So Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, definitely not Thursday or Friday. Also, after you apply, follow the company on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, like them on Facebook, um, because maybe the person reviewing applications also runs their social media. And that shows that um, you have some, some interest in the company and also helps with your own name recognition. Now that you've applied, if you've followed all these steps, and again, there's way more detail on it in the book, um, I really do think if you apply this to five to 12 applications, like you're going to get a response. But if you don't, um, wait a week or two and follow up. Um, again, follow up on like a Tuesday, definitely for that uh, via email. And if you don't hear like within another week or so, give them a call and ask if they received it or if they're hiring interns at this time. And that might be the personal touch to push you over the top where you're talking to an office manager who maybe deals with the interns and they find your resume and hopefully you can score an interview. Um, so once you land that interview, now it's time to prepare. And as I talked about in previous mini episodes, I, I think the first mini episode, learning how to interview and learning all this stuff that we're talking about is exactly why you are interning. Um, it's so you be, you can become a true professional by the time you graduate, as opposed to figuring this out um, post-graduation, which um, a lot of people are in that position. So I want you to practice, uh, practice with a roommate, practice with a friend, a parent, um, have them ask you questions that you think you might be asked. And don't offer, uh, you know, as far as avails go, um, I guess, I, you know, it's in the book. I haven't had it come up a lot recently, but don't offer to meet like on a weekend or at night or whatever, because we have lives too. And choose the right attire for your field. I've definitely talked about um, uh, my intern, Dan, who showed up to, uh, to my apartment uh, when I started my first company, like wearing a suit and tie. And I'm like, no, I'm working from home and no one wears a suit and tie really in the music industry at all. Dan went on, Dan has gone on to be wildly successful and founded the blog Alston Pudding. So shout out to Dan. You know, on one hand, you know, be aware of what you, what the attire is like in your field. In the music industry, 
Um, it's, it's pretty casual, but I just met a student at Hofstra that always dresses really professionally and you'll hear her say that's part of her wellness. That's part of her well-being, And that's great. I know she was interning at a startup and some other places, but yeah. So just be mindful of that. You want to be comfortable, but don't feel like you need to be over the top. And then please arrive five minutes before. I mean, definitely like plan to get there way earlier, but find a Starbucks or something. I mean, I literally just said that, but my I have in the book here, my colleague Karen Rose of Billboard recently tweeted, please, all caps, do not show up 15 minutes before an interview unless instructed to, five is plenty, hang at Starbucks. Um, and then I go on to talk about, I showed up, I think I talked about this in a mini episode, but I showed up like 30 minutes early for my job interview with Bob Ezrin, but... I just like, it was New York City. I found like a stoop to sit on and rehearsed in my head um, the questions or that I thought he would ask me. But yeah, please don't show up like 15, 20 minutes early because we're really freaking busy and most people have heavily scheduled days and lives. So another thing to get in the habit of to prepare for your interviews is I definitely recommend um, meditating that morning. Um, exercising that morning, obviously getting a good night's sleep, trying to get a good night's sleep actually a few nights uh, in a row because you might be nervous the night before. So you want to make sure that you kind of have enough sleep banked up. Not that that's how sleep really works, but maybe I'll do a podcast and sleep someday because I'm so obsessed with it. Also practice your handshake with friends and family um, because how often are you shaking hands with people? And sometimes that can come off kind of weird. Don't overthink it. Um, you just want a firm but reasonable handshake. A great question to ask people, I do this all the time in meetings, is how is your morning been or how is your day been? And, and people don't always ask that, you know, so that's kind of like a thoughtful icebreaker question when you get, get going. If the interviewer doesn't take lead for some reason, uh, I, I think a great question to ask uh, is, is where the person is from. If you remember at my first ever internship interview, Winifred Chain was interviewing me at Powderfinger and she was from Chicago and I'm from Milwaukee and, and that felt kind of comfort, comforting that those, those places are very close to each other. So uh, please bring at least two hard copies of your resume. Again, the person interviewing you is probably really busy and might not have the time to print it out. So that's very uh, mature and helpful. Um, this should go without saying, and I know, it, I hope, I hope it kind of stems from nerves, but if you're doing a phone inter interview, please do not talk over the person interviewing you. Um, I've had that happen too many times, and I hate to say it with uh, male interns, so I'm just going to chalk it up to nervousness, but talking over a female boss or anyone um, was pretty obnoxious. And if you know who's going to be interviewing you in advance, research them. Check out their LinkedIn, um, follow them on Twitter. Don't add them on Facebook because you haven't met them yet, um, but definitely like Google them, like not in a creepy way, but again, like if you do that with me, even with my boring name, like you're probably going to stumble on articles I've written um, based on our field. So like having some sort of background knowledge to talk about can be really, really helpful. Again, you don't want to be overly creepy, but there's so much professional information out there about everyone. Definitely take a look into who you're meeting with or talking to and maybe you have something in common. I'm, I'm really amazed when I look at someone's LinkedIn that like, oh, they're from the Midwest or, oh, I mean, this feels like random, but not like, oh, they went to my university. Oh, they were a swimmer. I was a swimmer. Um, so more often than, than not, there is something in common that you guys can talk about. And I think at the end of your interview, uh, when they ask if you have any questions, if, if you don't really know what to ask here, I think a good question to ask is, um, how that person got their start in the industry because uh, people love talking about themselves from an ego perspective and 
it's also information that you can learn from. And then following the interview, um, send a short thank you email the following business day. So don't send it on a Saturday or a Sunday or a holiday or all those things we talked about. If your interview is on a Friday, I would definitely send a thank you email on Monday. And I just, I have a simple example here in the book. Cause again, like emails short and to the point, we want it to get read. Dear Emily, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to interview me. I'm, I really, I really appreciate it. I'd be honored to intern at your company if you are interested. Please don't hesitate to contact me if you need additional references or information. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care, name, best phone number to reach you at. I really believe if you do all of the above, you are going to score at least, it feels weird to say, but like, you know, an entry level internship. And and what I mean by that is it was never my plan to intern at Powderfinger Promotions, my first internship. I had never heard of it before until it was in my school's database. And as some of you know, Winifred Chain is still one of my best friends to this day. My neighbor, uh, I talked to David Avery, the, the founder, a few times a year. So you never know where it's going to lead. So just to research, because I have these nice like key takeaways in the or research, let's try recap. Um, I have these key takeaways in the book. Um, follow your passion. I would also add, um, think about if that passion helps others. Uh, research the companies you're interested in, cast a wide net, put together a great but simple application package and get comfortable with interviewing. So that's why this, I'm like real, I mean, if I do say so myself, I'm really impressed with this chapter because again, it's how to get an internship, which seems so basic, but there's a lot of dense information in here. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this, when you're feeling overwhelmed about where to apply and how to apply, um, that's what this mini episode is all about. We are going to wrap it up. And on the next mini episode, we will be talking about preparing for your internship once you've scored the gig. So thanks so much. This is mini episode number eight of the Interning 101 podcast, and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Interning 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily White. You can follow us anytime over on Twitter at Interning 101, as well as on our website, interning101.com. I'm on Twitter at, at @emwizzle. Hit us up anytime if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, or just want to get something off your mind. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.